Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to powerhousemoney.com to grab your free Powerhouse bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now, let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, my powerhouses. So, at this stage in the game, depending on when you're hearing this podcast, you may be very sick and tired of hearing about set big goals or what are your New Year's resolutions. And often it can seem extremely overwhelming and perhaps like self-defeating to always hear the big stuff, all of the grandiose ideas or the big hairy goals and Sometimes it it can cause us to freeze up or feel like we're never going to accomplish it or the thing or whatever that means to you, or it's so far away, it just doesn't feel attainable. And in truth, it's always figureoutable, it's always attainable. And I love the idea of having big, huge goals. But I can empathize with the fact that they can feel extremely overwhelming. And Steph, our office manager, had brought it to my attention. And she's like, for me right now, all I'm doing is focusing on the little things, the little things, because I know at the end they're going to stack to the big things. But I need to break it down in a way where it doesn't cause me this extreme anxiety with everything else going on. So I said, you know what? That's a really good idea. And it's something that we can talk about because in part of our annual planning as a team, we break it down too. And it's a practice that I've been doing for a while because I also feel overwhelmed when you hear those big, huge annual goals. And then you feel like you have all this time to accomplish it. And, you know, sometimes or old me used to be a wing and a prayer. Yeah, we'll have it happen. And and when we miss target, we couldn't figure out why, what went wrong. And so now we focus on the little things and compartmentalizing. And so that's really what I thought would be helpful to talk about today and break down. And perhaps you can take fragments of this podcast or all of it and implement it in your life or business or both. And so first, it is the the idea of habit stacking. So for those of you who have actually read Atomic Habits by James Clear, which that book is brilliant, by the way, highly recommend you grab a copy if you haven't yet. But it is a concept he talks about quite a lot. It's been around for for probably centuries, actually. But to accomplish something, it's really important to start small and stack on top of it. So uh, really, if you say to yourself, I want to lose 20 pounds, start going to the gym every day, make another $100,000 in profit. And I also want to start having more meaningful relationships and having date night with my husband every single week. I don't know, just an example, right? If you were to start all of those things overnight tomorrow, the chances are you are setting yourself up to fail. Because if you are looking to change a lot or a lot of one thing, to think you can do it overnight is not very realistic. And that doesn't mean you are disciplined, you aren't capable. It just means 
how can you actually set yourself up for success versus setting yourself up for failure? And the reality is, is regardless of your level of success, discipline or ability to do hard things, all of us are typically resistant to change and we have to build on it to make it a habit, to make it part of our lifestyle. And I've done this over decades of my life and incorporating little things, whether it's related to business, my personal life or health. And so I'll give you an example. Years ago, I wanted to start waking up earlier. And the reason I wanted to start waking up earlier is for me, morning is my go time. It's when I have the most amount of energy. I am the most creative. And most of the time, no one else is around to bother me. So I can be super, super productive. And so what I started to do, my goal was to start getting up at 5.15 a.m., my normal time was around 5.30, 6 o'clock a.m., more so on the side of 6 o'clock a.m. at the time. And uh, what I did is with that goal in mind, I started waking up and not hitting the snooze button 10 minutes earlier every single day until I got accustomed to that four o'clock range, right? Waking up around 4.15. And so when I did it in these little increments because I wanted to give my time or my body time to adjust. And I didn't want to do it overnight because I wanted to see how I would also feel. And what I realized as I started to get up earlier is that I wasn't more tired. I still got plenty of sleep. And now I track my sleep like a lunatic, by the way. I wear a Garmin tracker and I, I make sure that I go to bed every single night to get at least seven hours of sleep. That means I am still waking up at 4.15. And if I can't get that seven hours, I will adjust accordingly because I've learned over the years too that this is really, really important. And it was actually my goal for last year to focus on my sleep and my sleep health. And so I, I used to operate in like four or five hours a night years ago. And that is for the words. I cannot do that. I'm too old for that shit. I need my seven. And so I focus on that. But waking up earlier, I was able to get more done. I was up before most of the world was up. I really love it and cherish that time now. It's part of my morning routine. And, and for those of you who have listened to earlier episodes, you know what that consists of. But what I found is I'm not more tired. And the reason I'm not more tired is I'm actually just sleeping more soundly. I am going to bed and I am tired. I'm not uh, laying awake with my brain racing and not being able to shut off. And so it actually really helped in so many different ways. And I have also changed how I go to bed. I now try to wind down. I don't have my phone until I close my eyes. And I always think about my day and what I'm grateful for before I go to bed. And that also helps me to get to bed, not have constant stimulation, and then be able to continue to wake up consistently at 4.15. So that is important to me, but I did it over time. And so that is something that I started, but it has helped me significantly, not just in business and being able to get more shit done and be more productive before my team comes in for the day, but it gives me in a couple extra hours in my day so I can leave the office earlier, get in my workout, have dinner, have time with my husband and still feel really good about the things in part of this, I have learned to also hyper-focus versus multitask. That is probably a whole nother episode, but you get the point here. Start small. And so when you're looking at your entire year and you're defining your goals, what I want you to think about is you've got your goals for the 12 months, 
Now break it out into four 12-week years, four quarters, okay? And then break down those numbers per quarter and all the other goals that you want to accomplish. And within just that one quarter, if you can treat it like a year, go a little bit deeper. And then what do you need to do every month, every week, every day? And every day is where the big stuff happens, the significance of everything. What you do daily matters more than what you do once in a while. And it's those little micro steps, those micro actions that compound and build up to huge results. And if you measure your results and you track them so you can see your progress, you will be amazed and psychologically you'll be excited to continue to keep going because you're going to see your progress. You're not going to see it day to day overnight, but when you look a month out, two months out, three months out, because you've been consistent in those daily micro actions, you're going to see the needle move just a little bit. And then over the course of that year, you're going to be so much more likely to actually achieve what you wanted to achieve because you focused on what needed to happen daily versus just looking at the macro and the big goals and feeling like you're often spinning your tires or not sure what to do or you're putting out a fire last minute. And so if you can take this approach for your year in breaking things down, it will help so much in then when you're doing this too, make sure your schedule can accommodate. And so you may need to do a little house cleaning with your routines, with your schedule and what you're doing so that you can fit it in. One tool that I love using for this that I've been utilizing for a number of years now is the Fox Planner. And I use that planner not for my schedule. You know, I use Outlook for that. Outlook runs my life. Everybody who knows me knows that. But what I do use it for is productivity and effectiveness. I use every single day. I write down what I'm grateful for. At the end of every month, they have a reflections period so you can see, hey, what did I learn? What went really well this month? What do I want to celebrate? And what didn't go as planned? What do I need to improve on to continue to move the needle? Or what do I want to add? What do I want to subtract? And then every single week, they have a habit tracker. And that habit tracker is really what I want to make sure I check off every single day. And so that is where I put the things that I know are challenging for me to do, but I need to do them and they help move the needle. So to give you an example and some context around that, for me, it is things like yoga. Yoga is really good for me. I know it's good for my body, but man, do I hate going. I have to like pretend to love it to get my ass there. And then when I leave, I feel amazing. So yoga is always on there. I try to have a goal to do yoga twice a week. Stretching is a daily thing for me. I need to stretch daily. It's hard as fuck for me to do it. Why? I don't know. It takes five minutes, can never do it. It is a goal. What I don't have on there is drinking a gallon of water because I can do that with my eyes closed. So don't put on the things that you're you're already doing or are easy for you to do. These are stretchy things. I also have what a growth, uh, it's called growth. That I know what that means, but I'll explain what it means to you is I'm an introvert. I do not enjoy networking or going to events or things where I don't know everybody. It, it causes me to like clam up and get really nervous and anxious. However, I know that helps me move the needle in business. It is very important for me to make new connections with people because it's how I've grown my business over the years. And it's also how I help others as well. And so growth for me is on there. And I want to do one growth thing every single day. Now, that doesn't mean I'm doing one growth thing as far as like a networking event every day. That is madness. 
but I want to put myself in a position that causes me to stretch the rubber band every single day. So that may mean doing a live video on social media. It might mean sending a DM to 10 people every day. It might mean going to a networking event once a week or going to something, some kind of event where I'm going to meet new people. Every day, I want to make sure that I'm doing something to expand my network and my connections in one of those areas. And then I also have on there, uh, read, (laughs) read or study. Reading a physical book is nearly impossible for me. And I am trying to do that right now. I'm in the middle of the 75 hard challenge. It's 10 pages a day. Uh, So that is part of my my tracking right now is 10 pages a day because it is so very hard for me to do that. And so I must check it off to do this challenge. So those are the things that I know move the needle in my personal life and in business. There are a few more on there that I won't bore you with, but I think you get the point. So track what you need to do daily, know what that looks like based on your goals, and then take action, commit to taking action. Love yourself hard enough to be disciplined and consistent and do the hard things that are not comfortable. You are worth the effort, my friend. So that is how we look at micro movements, how we plan for our year. And if you have questions about this or you want to get more specific or you're unclear as to where to get started or how it applies to you, please, please, please reach out. It is important to start this with a vision, of course, so that you have some kind of emotionally linked anchor as you're completing all of your goals. And we have a ton of resources on vision as well. So I hope this is helpful. Breaking things down into baby steps, maybe using the 12-week year method or periodization truly is, is what it would be more technically called. And reach out. We are here to help. We are here to support you. We have so many resources, so many tools. And so do not let yourself fall to the wayside as you're supporting everyone else. Make sure that you do the things daily to stack on what you want and what you want to achieve and accomplish to give yourself more fulfillment and the success that you deserve and ultimately living your best life. So until next time, my powerhouses, continue to be courageous. Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review.